Hi everyone, my name is Lisa Green, I'm a first year, and I'm the Vice President of Religion and Culture at Hillel Society. And I'm Morgan Limmer, I am a senior, and I am the Interfaith Fellow. And today we are so excited and lucky to have our fabulous guest, my dear, dear friend, Jenna Herzog. Hi, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Amazing. So Jenna, to get us started, um, we would love to know a little bit about you, some basics, your year, your major, and things you do on campus. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, my name is Jenna Herzog. I am a first year with Lisa. Um, I'm a chemical engineering major and some things I'm involved with on campus. I'm also involved with Hillel and I'm in Alpha Phi Omega, I write for Hair Campus and the Lafayette. Um, I love to go to La Farm, and I'm also in SWE, so that's some stuff that I do. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, to get this started, um, what are your earliest memories or experiences with Judaism like? Yeah, so my earliest memories, I went to a Jewish preschool, so I remember starting to connect with my peers that young, people who were also Jewish and going to services with my family, definitely, um, were some of the greatest, earliest memories I had, like bonding with my family and friends over religion, even though, even if I didn't really know what that meant to me yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you remember specific holidays or formative stories that really stuck with you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur mm -hmm. were always big ones because when I was younger, we were just, oh, let's go sit in temple for a really long time. But only until I was older, I realized, like, how important those holidays were and, like, what they meant to me and what they meant to my community. But definitely attending temple at a young age and just, like, hanging out with other people who were like me, even though I didn't realize um, what that meant quite yet. So interesting. Uh, and I wonder about the people that really shaped you that were in those early experiences. Who would you say um, were your earliest role models that have stuck with you through today? Definitely, yeah. yeah. So in my family, I think I would say it was my grandpa because he would lead most of the holiday like dinners and services that we had. Like Passover is beyond my favorite ho Jewish holiday, and he would lead the seders every year. And I had to have my seat right next to him at the head of the table and listen to him even though again when I was young didn't know what, quite what it meant but now it means so much to me so he was definitely one of my biggest Jewish role models and role models in general because of like that connection that um, he helped me gain with my religion and specific holidays and then I'd say in my temple um, <clears throat> I have worked with a specific teacher for the past few years. I've worked in their classroom with the younger kids, and I've worked with them. Even now, I do a teacher's assistant position with them, and mm -hmm. she is absolutely amazing. Her name is Stessa, and she is um, mm -hmm. such a role model for inclusion in Judaism and um, helping us connect even no, no matter what the range of like how religious you are. She has helped me and all of my peers connect to religion and I think she has been one of my biggest role models in like staying in involved with my temple and really feeling connected with um, my Jewish identity. I'd love to go a little deeper with both of those stories. I love them both. Um, to, to your grandpa, can you tell us more about what those satyrs were like? What were your favorite parts and your favorite moments? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, my grandpa is very assertive. He <laughs> loves to be in charge and he loves to like know what's going on and so um, but he would also make everyone else involved. We would go around the table and read the Haggadah. And um, until my brother was able to, I read the four questions, of course. Sure. But 
my grandpa also isn't always very affectionate, but this, I really felt a true connection to him through these satyrs, and that which was always so special. And yeah, I, I'm privileged enough to visit my grandparents a lot, but there's just something else about being in that setting and like appreciating your Judaism and understanding um, what that is to my family and us all being able to be there together. That's something like really different and special for us. Yeah. Well, you've been talking about like how a lot of things resonated with you, but you didn't exactly know what it meant yet. So as you grew older, how did your relationship with Judaism change? Yeah, definitely. So I think as I got older, I realized that I didn't have to be as religious, like I could be as religious as I wanted to be. When I grew up, it was like my parents would take me to temple or like I'd go because that's I knew what, that's what I had on Sundays. As I got to high school and especially after I was bat mitzvah, I didn't have to go. Like I wasn't obligated to go anymore, but it was my own choice. And I think that's what really switched. And it was the community for sure, 100%. The community that made me um, stay and keep coming back. Um I also went to a Jewish sleepaway camp, so that really helped me connect to my religion and make me not want to lose it because it means different things to different people. And to me, it it really just means community and a, like a different kind of bond with people that you have when you're praying or talking about Judaism or like real life issues going on, stuff yeah. like that. I'd love to dig more into those communities. I'm thinking about your time with Stessa and your, your temple community and the time with camp, and you were mentioning kind of inclusion in Judaism. Um, what what does inclusion and, and feeling part of a community mean to you? Yes, yeah. I'd love to talk about this. So especially in the past few years, I've taken classes with Stessa and worked with her with um, a fourth grade class, like I've said, and she has been really... Um, She's been really stressing that, like, the importance of inclusion Judaism, as you said, and how um, people of color aren't always included in what Judaism means. Um, like, for example, if someone of color walks into our temple or something, they could be asked, like, what are you doing here? Who are you here for? Mm -hmm. Instead of being truly being like, oh, where do you want to stay? Welcome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that has been something that's been really, really eye-opening because being like an Ashkenazi Jew and not having any, like, not having that in my, my own family, I wasn't aware of it until I, like, opened my eyes and was, like, aware of, made aware of it by Stessa and everyone. So I think that, to me, that's something that I really want to, like, raise awareness to and work on within my own communities and then spread it into the larger like Jewish community as a whole. It's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Like I never really thought about that, like how like racial profiling might play into like religious spaces, specifically in temple. Continuing on the tra trajectory, um, like what has your experience been with Hillel specifically at Lafayette? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, Lisa knows I'd love to talk about this. Um, so first semester in college, obviously we weren't on campus, which was really heartbreaking, but I knew I wanted to be involved in Hillel wherever I went to school. So I was like, why not start now? I attended my first Shabbat services with Hillel probably a few weeks into the semester when I was feeling adjusted. And it was awesome. It was so nice. Um, we had the services, which were beautiful. And then we got into breakout rooms. And I felt like I already knew these people because of that special Jewish bond that we all have. And it was amazing. It was like the first group of people I'd really connected with and bonded with on campus, not on campus, but on in the campus community. Yeah, and um, 
I knew I wanted to stay involved because everyone there was amazing and wanting to and really hardworking and wanting to further these connections with each other. So then towards the end of the semester, I was encouraged to run for board and I did. And now here we are and I love it. And we have meetings and events and Shabbat services that have been really, really nice. And although we're still pretty virtual in terms of the club this semester, um, I think the bonds are still really there and I'm excited to see what happens next semester with everything in person. And I know you are too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I feel like even just being in person once, it's so you could feel how much hope there is and how much light there will be next semester. It was amazing. It was, it was really something else like being able to like sing all together and feel the presence outside was so nice too. Without the zoom delays. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And I, had a really good time doing that. Yeah. Um, on a similar note, you know, I, I feel like the last year has just been transformative in so many ways. How do you think um, lockdown and the pandemic have changed your view of religion, if, if at all? Yeah, definitely. I think it has made me realize that like how I view there being like a higher power, I guess, mm-hmm. or something like that. Just like that some things are out of our control and that religion has sometimes helped me like calm that and or understand that mm-hmm. like understand where um why things happen the way they do or that things do happen for a reason and I am comforted by the fact that um I have a whole community who believes the same things as I do even if they are a little bit different as a whole there's something that we all can believe in and um, and have like something stable in these like crazy changing constantly changing times I think Again, going back to community, having a community over the p- pandemic that I was able to count on and rely on is was really, really important for me. I was still going to Hebrew school on Monday nights with all my friends, even virtually, and being able to hang out and have good discussions there. I was still doing virtual like teaching assistant and stuff and having those constant um, steady relationships with my peers really helped throughout the pandemic, as I'm sure that's what was important to all of us during the pandemic. Yeah, so delving into those communities, your Hebrew school community, what were some of those conversations like that really that helped you get through? Yeah, so like I said before, um, conversations on inclusion within Judaism and what how Judaism has changed throughout the years and what that means in like the 20th century versus now, how Judaism is portrayed through media and like shows and movies and everything like that, how that has changed over time. Um, that's definitely stuff we covered for sure. And with like the younger kids, we just, we're more teaching them about the holidays. So we're getting them acclimated to Judaism and then they can, when they're older, they're ready to have those like tougher conversations. So it's really just about, I think, the conversations and the collective learning and the shared learning that we all work on together that, um, is really important, especially during times where things are uncertain. You still need to have hard conversations and um, be aware of what's going on. Yeah, going back to talking about how camp was really important for you and formational, and I know it still is. Uh, <laughs> how how is your camp community over the past year? Like, how have you felt supported there? Yes, so yeah. I felt supported my whole life by my camp community. When immediately when I went, which was like eight or nine years ago now like I knew it was like a place I could call home um 
again, for everyone having that shared connection, that shared bond, we'd have, um, you'd have services most mornings, like morning tefillah, and then Shabbat on Friday, and Havdal on Saturday, so it wasn't, like, too, too much, but enough that, like, that was something everyone looked forward to, and that was what, um, bonded everyone together, and so those connections that I've made from camp have helped me in my life every single day since, and especially through the pandemic. I, I had already been like long distance with my camp friends since we don't all live in the same area. So we were used to having to FaceTime all the time. And it was just um, another community I was able to keep in touch with and um, check in with everyone, how everyone was doing over the pandemic. And we didn't get to go to camp last summer because with everything it was, um, yeah, it was also canceled. So that was really heartbreaking, but another we just made it work and now we'll, I'll be going back this summer. So that's definitely exciting and a rewarding thing after this like really challenging year. So with the like lockdown coming to a close, pandemic like getting better, and with your recent um, election to the board, is there any like new like programming or ideas or things that you want to bring to Hillel, things you want to see in the coming years? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, for first and foremost, like getting things in person, really getting like involvement up. I think we can say the same, like getting oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, getting a lot of people coming, Jewish or not. I think it's just so important that people like see what we're doing and understand what's happening. I think that would be like really awesome going back to inclusion and everything like this semester, I've like obviously met a lot of different people and I'm always so interested and curious about everyone's different religions and cultures and faiths mm-hmm. that like I want to do the same and keep sharing the same and Definitely. like everyone learning from each other. So I think like in terms of specific programming, we'll have to see what we can do in the next semester. Mm-hmm. But continuing like a share, a collection of like sharing cultures and traditions, I think mm-hmm. is like going to still be really, really important, especially in these upcoming semesters. Definitely. I, I'm wondering, though, in your dream semester, right, where <laughs> where anything is possible, no restrictions, what, what would be the first thing you do with, you know, programming or for, for Hillel or Interfaith or, you know, anything like that? Hmm. Well, I really, really loved um, – virtual seder this year i think like if we when we can have an in-person seder if like i don't go home or anything i would love to do that because like i said passover is my favorite holiday and i think that would be awesome to do together and you led it beautifully this year especially the interfaith seder so i think um that would be another awesome thing to i have a thought about that yes i think because people maybe might want to go home and you know restrictions are eased and it's easier to do that i think maybe we should do it like a week early yeah, yeah, right, should, and then too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that would be fun. Yeah, that way you know you get your your hello experience, and then you can go home and be with your family. That's true. That's yeah. a really good point. Thanks. I think that would work, and then like people would, everyone would still be on campus, so Definitely. we can get a lot more people there and involved, and like knowing what Passover is. Yeah, I think you're so right. I feel like involving different people who aren't even Jewish in our holidays make them so much better and, you know, more special. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's how people learn, and that's how we lead to more accepting society. Because right. if we understand each other's cultures and, like, where we grew up and how we were, each other were raised, I think that's so important, especially on a college campus where everyone was raised differently and from different places and different 
cultures. So yeah. Yeah, and, and it's I've, so oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I was just saying. Um, and I've seen, like, I've reiterated many times throughout these podcasts. I really think that Hillel is like leading the way for interfaith inclusion in religious life on campus. I think you guys are a really good model for inviting people of all faiths to like experience a welcoming community and to share like your traditions and all of that. And so I just like, I really want to commend you guys mm -hmm. for creating that environment, even, even in the pandemic. Um, the Interfaith Seder this year was fantastic. Yes, I love that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. I hope we can continue doing that too. Same yeah. here. Um, what else are you looking forward to after the pandemic? All the, all the restrictions are lifted, different, maybe celebrating a different holiday, maybe at home with your family or on campus. Um, yeah. yeah, well, definitely being able to celebrate the holidays at home with, like, my whole, whole family. Yeah. Um, now that, like, everyone will be vaccinated, I'm happy to see them. But, like, going back to the normal traditions would be really nice. Um, sure. I think having, like, even bagel brunch and Shabbat, which happen, like, Shabbat's once a week, bagel brunch once a month. But, like, even having that in person, like, from what I've heard from, like, upperclassmen, it's just such a different experience. We had a bagel brunch this past mm -hmm. weekend, and people came and brought their bagels, but... All I could hear from like the older people was that how much fun it is when there's a whole line down the street yes. everyone yeah. waiting for the bagels and there's music playing and everyone can be in the house. That just sounds like really, really awesome. And honestly, being able to eat with people again because oh, what did you love best. more than eating together? Right. So being <laughs> able to do that again, I think will be really nice mm. no matter the holiday or what? if there's no occasion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that brings up such a good point. Um, What are your favorite Jewish foods? Ooh. Like this is essential. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I really like matzo brai. My grandma so makes good. really good matzo brai. Like sweet or savory? Oh, I could do both. It depends okay. on the mood. It depends yeah. on the mood. Um, I like rugelach. I like oh, so um, ate a lot of that in Israel. Um, I don't know. What about you? Maybe that'll help me. Um, oh, you know, love babka. Love oh, blintzes. Duh. duh. Um, latkes. Yes. Uh, what else did I miss? I feel like there's so many good ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love the best. that. The best. Um, so Jenna, uh, I, I remember talking to you a lot in the beginning of the semester about how your trip to Israel really meant a lot to you and changed your life. So we'd love to hear about that. Oh yeah, definitely. So I went to Israel on a summer trip with my camp, actually. We spent... One week in Prague in Poland, where it was a lot of um, Holocaust learning, and we went to Auschwitz, so that was, like, a really important but heartbreaking thing to experience. But I think that was really significant, going into Israel, coming from our roots and going to, like, the Holy Land, and then being able to be in Israel and really be in the place where, like, our culture and all of our family is from, I think was so, so amazing. We did really really awesome things i slept in the desert for four nights and we went hiking climb masada for sunrise um the 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 basic fun stuff you do in israel but it was also special to like be with all my friends and constantly be learning we were it was a learning trip too so we had guides who would be telling us about every place that we went to and museum and temple and this and that and it was like seriously the best thing i've done in my life today to date. It's amazing. I loved that trip so much. Do you know when you might be able to go back? Oh, <laughs> I hope soon. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, sometime soon. The dream is to go another summer in the future and maybe get like an internship there or something for the summer. That, oh, would, that would be, be amazing. Really awesome. Um, but yeah, whenever I can and definitely when I'm older. 
I think it'd be awesome mm-hmm. to live there. Well, before we wrap up, do you think there's anything else you'd like to say or include? Um, well, thank you so much for having me. This is like awesome. I love being able to talk about like my religion and culture and what it means to me. And you guys are so awesome and welcoming. I can't <laughs> believe that this even exists. Like this is an amazing thing to have on a campus just for like, like I was saying, like having everyone share their experiences and learning and like that's what leads to inclusion and religious inclusion and welcoming and on this campus. So I think it's an amazing thing you're doing and I'm so lucky to be a part of it. We're we're so lucky to have you. Yeah, seriously. I was (laughs) just going to say. Sharing your story. Yes, of course. course. Thank you for being so open and vulnerable with us. And I I feel like your story is so wonderful. We just got such a true picture for it. And I'm just feeling really grateful. You're the best. Likewise. Thank you. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening.